I am here to introduce Professor Darren W. Davis, a professor of political science at the University of Notre Dame and a Lilly Presidential Fellow. His research interests include most areas of public opinion and political behavior, with a particular focus on identifying the social psychological motivations underlying political attitudes and behavior. His first book, Negative Liberty, Public Opinion and Terrorist Attacks on America, examines the role of threat perceptions on the trade-offs between civil liberties and security, political tolerance, and ideas of citizenship. He has also been published in top journals, including the American Political Science Review, American Journal of Political Science, and Journal of Politics, among others. The recipient of several awards, fellowships, and grants, Professor Davis served two terms as the Associate Vice President for Research, and also served as the director for the Center for Social Research at the University of Notre Dame. As Professor Davis notes in his book, Perseverance in the Parish, Religious Attitudes from a Black Catholic Perspective, while the historical experiences of African-American Catholics are well understood, little attention has been paid to um, the modern perspectives and experiences of black Catholics in the US. He recognizes that our notions of African-American Catholics experiences must be allowed to change with a changing church and changing racial dynamics in society, and that these notions must be tested with empirical rigor. Given that almost 25% of the global Catholic Church is of African descent, and the three million American Catholics in the United States, understanding the black Catholic perspective in the US has never been more critical. Please join me in welcoming Professor Darren Davis. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Every time I hear that intro, I'm thinking like, who is this? <laughs> I mean, is this really me? Um, so um, I want to thank you all for coming. Um, I'm truly honored uh, to be here to talk about my book project um, and also to um, expand on it. Um, 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 so I am truly honored and I'm, I'm very humbled to be here. Um, before I get into my presentation, I'd like to thank my co-author, uh, Don Pope Davis, uh, who is at the uh, um, New Mexico State University. Um, I'd also like to thank uh, several colleagues of mine at the University of Notre Dame, uh, John Cavadini um, and the Institute for Church Life at the University of Notre Dame was just uh, unbelievable in their support and I owe uh, the Institute for Church Life a, a great debt. Um, I'd also like to thank the National Black Catholic Congress um, because this was their original idea. Um, it needed massaging but it was their original idea. And I'd also like to thank um, Sister Jamie Phelps Sister Jamie Phelps um, was instrumental and encouraging of the project. She, she saw it and nursed it from um, uh, the very beginning stages to the final um, um, project. So um, um, I'm in <clears throat> incredible debt to all of these individuals. Um, So beginning with 
the book cover. You know, authors don't talk much about their book covers. I like my book cover because it's somewhat prophetic. It's prophetic because I want to tell you a story about black Catholics based on data from a national survey that I, that, that I collected. The story that I want to tell you is a very positive story. It's an uplifting story about black Catholics. Because if you notice, it's perseverance in the parish, question mark, which that question mark suggests that we've arrived and questions about our Catholic authenticity are no longer valid. Um, I like this book cover because these are black hands. These are hands that are old, hands that have been working. And these are hands that are not just holding the rosary, but is clutching them. So this is a foreshadowing of where I plan to go tonight in my presentation. Some would even say that these hands are praying hands. I dare anyone to try to take these rosary beads out of these black hands. This is foreshadowing what the story I want to tell about black Catholics in the US. So black Catholics are no longer persevering. We have arrived and the authenticity of our Catholic identity should no longer be questioned. Actually, I say that black Catholics in the book jacket to my book are the backbone of US Catholicism today. Black Catholics are the standard bearers of US Catholicism. But before I get into this provocative thought, I'd like to describe how a political scientist studying terrorism became interested in black Catholics. So I wanted to begin by explaining um, how this project evolved. I want to explain the origins of this project. And then I want to highlight some of the major findings from the book. And then toward the end of my talk, I want to talk about some of the challenges that black Catholics face. In 2011, 2012, I was approached by the National Black Catholic Congress, um, who wanted to conduct a survey on black Catholics to help facilitate the development of pastoral plans in individual parishes. Now, I thought this was a good idea because in addition to studying terrorism and the psychology of fear, 
I'm actually a pollster. I'm a statistician. I conduct surveys. Um, so um, it was, I think, natural for them to come to me to want to conduct a national survey on black Catholics. Um, but that wasn't good enough. I was aware of surveys on black Catholics, but those surveys were often invalid. They were very small, usually involving very small samples. They usually involved a single parish. And the questions in those surveys were generally written from a white perspective, meaning that they didn't ask about racism and intolerance at all. I was aware how black Catholic theologians like to make inferences about black Catholics with very little hesitation. I was aware that if you read black Catholic theologians and their work and their books, I'm talking about people like the Massingales, I'm talking about people like the Phelps, I'm talking about the Copelands, that the current scholarship depicts black Catholics as suspended in time. Black Catholics themselves are not suspended in time. Black Catholics have evolved. But the very limited scholarship that you see on black Catholics refer to a historical period where they are seen as persevering racism and marginalization within the church. So I was aware of this. And because of all of these reasons, I knew that if a survey could be done on black Catholics, it would be historic. It would make a significant impact. And so um, the reason why I agreed to collaborate with the National Black Catholic Congress is because there were many intriguing questions about black Catholics. But I was also approached because of an assumption that they were making. They were making the assumption that black Catholics were leaving the church. They assumed that we were leaving the church and we were abandoning our Catholic identity in response to racism and intolerance in the church. I'm going to say that again. <clears throat> the motivation for the National Black Catholic Congress was to determine, based on this assumption, to what extent were black Catholics leaving the church, abandoning their Catholic identity in response 
to racism and racial prejudice in the church. I was intrigued by this question because when it was most logical to do so, black Catholics did not leave the Catholic Church. When it was most logical to do so, black Catholics did not leave the church. What do I mean by that? Well, the Catholic Church used to be extremely racist. Blacks couldn't enter certain Catholic parishes. If we were allowed in a parish to celebrate Mass, we had to sit in the rear, or we had to have Mass in the basement. We had to pay for our seats. I like that. We had to receive the Eucharist last. We couldn't go to Catholic hospitals. We couldn't be married in the church. We couldn't be buried in the Catholic cemetery. So when the Catholic church was most racist, the population of black Catholics actually increased. So <clears throat> this raised a very interesting question to me. Why should black Catholics remain Catholic if they were unwelcomed in the church and discriminated against? How could one's racial identity conflict with their religious identity, their Catholic identity. So this was another assumption that was being made. What intrigued me the most was if the, if the black Catholic population increased when the church was most racist, then why are they leaving today? It was a big assumption that I did not agree with. I'm going to talk about this more toward the end of my talk. So I agreed to do this national survey because I was intrigued. It raised some very interesting questions, and it raised some very important questions. So let's talk about the black national, the National Black Catholic Survey that I conducted from July 2011 to August of 2011. We interviewed over 3,000 individuals and our sample of Catholics were well over 800 black Catholics. This was unheard of. Most like I said, most surveys of black Catholics um, were conducted in the 1960s, and they had sample sizes as large as 15. Um, so this is the first national and uh, systematic sample of black Catholics. 
We surveyed whites um, um, and blacks from other religions. So this is the way that I study race. You can't study race in a vacuum. You have to be able to compare black Catholics to white Catholics. You have to be able to compare black Catholics to black Baptists. So in this survey, I made sure that there is a representative sample of white Catholics and black Baptists to help facilitate uh, those comparisons. The survey focused on religiosity, religious engagement, perceptions of racial intolerance in the church. This was an intentional survey, this intentional national survey that was not like most other black surveys or most other black research. This was not tangential to the study of whites. My next book is called Afterthought. And it's about how most empirical research on African Americans is tangential to whites or an afterthought. <clears throat> After we finished collecting this survey data, my co-author and I went around the country presenting the results to various groups, to various organizations and individuals. Where else am I gonna learn about black Catholics? At Notre Dame? <laughs> so um, we were compelled to travel around the country presenting our results, um, uh, taking part in qualitative sort of discussions with other Catholics. Um, and so um, this led to um, the conduct of this survey. So here is a chart. I'm not going to bore you with charts, okay? I only have about 10. <laughs> but I'm going to go through them pretty quickly, okay? Um, so this is just to show you the uh, various... Um, uh, religious affiliations in our data, that we actually survey more than just uh, uh, Catholics. And actually, if you look at census, uh, excuse me, if you look at Pew data, um, our margins for religious affiliations uh, come very, very close to matching uh, what you would see in uh, Pew survey data. Uh, religious affiliations uh, by race, uh, white Catholics are about um, uh, 85, 84.7% of um, all Catholics. Black Catholics make up about 5.6% of the total Catholic population. Now, let's talk about size. Because many people think that Black Catholics from anywhere from three to four million is small. 
It's not small. I don't consider it small in my book because we've had to tolerate a lot. We've had to endure a lot within the Catholic Church to help sustain our identity. But where else could you find three to four million people? Just by comparison. Los Angeles, the entire city of Los Angeles is three to four million people. Is that small? No. So people have been willing to dismiss black Catholics because of its size. I used to put up the country of Ireland because Ireland contains about three to four million people. But my wife suggested that I should show Los Angeles. Next time I'm gonna stick to Los Angeles. <laughs> so this is the context of our data. This is the first national black Catholic survey where we've interviewed white Catholics, black Catholics, black Baptists, white Catholics, and even white Protestants. So the real unique thing about our book is that it focuses on religion, but from a black Catholic perspective. That's never been done. Our understanding of black religiosity stems from the study of black Protestants. We argue in the book that black Catholics present a very unique and powerful um, uh, portrayal of religion. So now I want to highlight some of the major findings from our book. The importance of the black Catholic parish. The black Catholic parish is critical to US Catholicism. But measuring it is extremely difficult. Measuring membership in a black Catholic parish is complex because when we ask people, they're not sure. One of the things I've learned in this project is that the US Catholic Church is highly fluid. Is highly fluid. A generation ago, you may have thought you were in a black Catholic parish, but as things change, people still think that way. So um, we had to be more precise in our measure of membership in the black Catholic parish. So based on survey data, based on census data, 
based on the content analysis of parish websites. That's another thing that I've learned too, is that did you know that many Catholic parishes have websites? <laughs> I did not know this. And did you also know that many of those websites have the history of their parish? So I paid a team of graduate students to help me content analyze parish websites and also Sunday bulletins. And did you know on those same websites, many of those parishes will publish the parish bulletins? There's all sorts of data out there on the web. Um, so um, even to this day, we are still collecting and analyzing Catholic um, uh, Sunday bulletins. So based on a, a content analysis, we decided that if a parish was located in a census block with over 60% black, that parish was most likely black. But we couldn't count on that alone because in the South, people are not as smushed together like they are in Chicago. So in the South, there could be a, a, a parish in a rural area that didn't have anyone within their census tract or census block. So if we relied on that geocoded measure, we would get it wrong. So we had to look at other things. Um, if the parish was administered by the Josephites, do you guys know the Josephites, right? The Josephites are a society of priests that goes back to the 1800s, used to be called the Mill Hill Fathers, who administered only to the black community. And they are still in existence today, but they are suffering, like most society of priests. But this is a society of priests that administered only to the black community. Um, if a parish self-identified as predominantly African-American on their website or by the diocese, that was an important factor. If they had an active chapter of the Knights of Peter Claver, the Ladies Auxiliary, or the Junior Knights and Daughters, um, that was an important factor as well. You guys familiar with the Knights of Peter Claver? Okay, for those of you who are not familiar with the Knights of Peter Claver, that is the black fraternal organization that is equivalent to the Knights of Columbus. So if they had an actor's chapter, um, that was um, um, an important factor. If they served as a meeting place for other African-American organizations like the NAACP or other uh, black Greek fraternal sorority um, organizations, that was also an important factor. If they use the lead me, guide me hymnal, you guys know what that is, right? It's a black gospel hymnal that was created in the 1960s. 
if a parish utilized that hymnal, that was another important factor in our coding, if they were a black parish or not. And then um, the last factor that determined if they were a black parish was whether they mentioned the process of canonization of Father Augustus Tolton, or if they celebrated the feast day of other black saints. If that was mentioned in their Sunday bulletin, they were classified along with all these other indicators as a black Catholic parish. Now, one of the conclusions that we make is that individuals who attend predominantly black Catholic parishes, they're more devout, they're more religiously engaged, they're socially engaged individuals um, um, than um, people who attend predominantly white parishes. The black Catholic parish is a very special, unique place because people who attend black Catholic parishes, they look just like black Baptists in terms of their religious engagement. At the end of my talk, I'm gonna talk about how those parishes are now at risk. We have to do something about them. So, standard bearers of U.S. Catholicism. Um, black Catholics are not simply, um, have not simply persevered. They have prospered in a church, not of their making, and often unresponsive to their needs. That's one of the major findings of the book. Black Catholics are more faithful and religiously engaged than white Catholics. And black Catholics who attend black Catholic parishes are very similar to black Baptists on religiosity and engagement dimensions. <clears throat> but guess what? <clears throat> Only about 24% nationally attend black Catholic parishes. Most black Catholics do not attend black Catholic parishes. If you look at aspects of religious engagement Black Catholics who attend black Catholic parishes are very similar to black Baptists. Now, the reason why I say that black Catholics are the backbone of US Catholicism is because something is happening to white Catholics. White Catholics are almost always the lowest on various dimensions of engagement, church attendance, our standard measures of, of um, measuring religiosity. So this book is probably more about white Catholics than it is about black Catholics. <laughs> Something is seriously happening among black, I mean white Catholics. As white Catholics abandon their faith, 
is black Catholics who have persevered. It's black Catholics who are more religiously, emotionally, and spiritually engaged in the church. So black Catholics as a whole do not perceive racial intolerance in the church. Wow. Remember, this was one of the initial reasons why the National Black Catholic Congress wanted to do a survey. They assumed that black Catholics were leaving the church because they were being discriminated against. When we ask black Catholics, how strongly do you believe the Catholic Church is racist against African Americans? Only about 23% say yes to that. 23% say yes to that. Now, the vast majority does not perceive racism in the church. But that 23% is not exactly a small number. It's not an insignificant number. But the takeaway for now is that the vast majority of black Catholics do not perceive racism in the church. We ask it a different way. How uncomfortable were you because there was no one other of my race in church? About 31.5% of African Americans say yes to that question. Were people unfriendly to you because of your race? About 25.9% would say yes to that question. Here's an interesting question that we asked. Were people ever reluctant to shake your hands because of your race? 23.6% of black Catholics say yes to that question. We also asked this question. Was your priest or pastor sensitive to issues important to your race? Were they sensitive? 24.9%, I mean, excuse me, were they insensitive? 24.9% say yes, they have been insensitive. What do I mean by that? Insensitive to issues important to your race. I get this question all the time. Professor Davis, what do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is that have you ever sat in church and have your priest or pastor talk about Laquan McDonald, Sarah Bland, Trayvon Martin? That's what I mean. Only 24.9% will say, my pastor didn't do that. So again, 25, 24%, it's not a small number, but the vast majority 
of African-Americans, Catholics, would say the church is not racist because of those issues. Now, we can't ignore that 25%, because 25% is a lot. Can't ignore it. I'm, I'm going to return to that in a second. Another important finding in the book that we talk about pertains to social connectedness in the parish. The social connectedness of black Catholics is a more important predictor of religious involvement and engagement than theological or spiritual motivations. If we're trying to predict engagement in the church, the most important predictor is are your friends or are your family members attending that same church? I'm glad we found this because it is consistent with other books that have been written on um, attitudes in the church. For instance, my colleague David Campbell at uh, uh, Notre Dame wrote a book called um, Amazing Grace. And this is another important finding that you would see in their book. It is the social connectedness that drives religious engagement and church attendance. It is the extent to which people are socially connected to people in the pews that would put them in the pews. Racial marginalization. The vast majority of black Catholics do not perceive racial marginalization. While there are varying levels for greater Afrocentric and cultural expressions in the church, the support is not overwhelming for Afrocentric or African-American cultural expressions in the church. So for instance, about 31.5% said, um, um, wrong graph. Here we go. Um, are there issues with targeting black vocations? We talk about this in the book. Um, should the church emphasize more the importance of black saints? Should the church invest greater resources in promoting black bishops? What about supporting of issues like affirmative action, or at least talking about them in church? Should we uh, um, attend to more of the problems in Africa? I'm going to come back to that. On all these various dimensions in our survey, African Americans have problems with these Afrocentric and African American cultural expressions in the church. Now, why is that? Well, there is another book that was published last year 
um, called A Hallelujah Song. And this was the memoirs of a Josephite priest who happened to be the same person who have recruited priests from Africa to come to the U.S. Father Bill Norval. This is his memoirs. And what Father Bill Norval talks about in his memoirs is that these Afrocentric and African-American cultural expressions don't come natural to African-Americans. They have to be taught to appreciate that larger identity and connection to Africa. It doesn't come natural. <coughs> Let's talk about those black Catholics who perceive racism in the church. Let's talk about that 24, 25%. What happens to them? Well, in a statistical model, I don't want to bore you with this. In a statistical model, what we find is that perceptions of intolerance, racial intolerance in the church, does not affect or influence one's faithfulness. I'm not going to bore you with this, so I'm going to interpret it for you. What happens to African Americans who perceive the greatest amount of racial intolerance in the church? Do they abandon their faith? This was one of the initial ideas behind this survey. Do they leave? The answer is the exact opposite. Black Catholics who experience the greatest amount of racism in the church, they don't leave. They become more Catholic. <coughs> they become more embedded socially in the church. They rely more heavily on their social networks in the church. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Because if black folk abandon every institution that they've experienced racism in, we would be institution-less. If I experience racism at my home institution, University of Notre Dame, I can't just leave. When I experience racism, or what I perceive to be racism at Notre Dame, guess what I do, and guess what most people do? You reach out to other people. You reach out to other people to help insulate and help to understand what's going on. This is what happens in institutions. We as black folk, when we experience racism, we just can't drop what we're doing and get out of Dodge. Mm -hmm. 
is a way in which we have traditionally dealt with racism within institutions. And we don't leave our faith. Remember, black Catholics, especially those who are in black Catholic parishes, we have a very strong, resilient faith and identity. It doesn't decline when we experience racism, but our social connectedness, our Catholic identity becomes stronger. And this is perhaps the single most important finding in the book. It is about how people deal with and interact within institutions. Let's talk about white Catholics. White Catholics are almost always, oops, sorry about that. White Catholics are almost always lower on dimensions of religiosity and religious engagement than other religious groups. This is not just my data, but if you go to most national surveys, survey data, like Pew, um, they will confirm that something is seriously happening among white Catholics. And guess what? It is not in response to the sex abuse in the church. Individuals who have been identifying as, um, as Catholic have been declining since the late 1960s. Now, I have different speculations about that. Um, if you're interested in, after the talk, I can talk about it. But something is seriously happening to white Catholics. You don't hear about it because in the media, we tend to lump white Catholics and Latinos into the same category. But that is, my friends, masking um, um, something terrible underneath. While there is some skepticism regarding whether white Catholics reflect a distinct political and social identity, their racial attitudes are not identifiably different from other religious groups. If white Catholics are abandoning the church, have this weakening Catholic identity, then why in politics do we expect them to be distinct? Every election you hear about the white Catholic vote. There's no <coughs> such thing. The things that are making white, that used to make white Catholics distinct, they're still there, but they're not there. Now, let's talk about challenges for black Catholics. This is the fun part of talk where I get to speculate a lot. <laughs> Social engagement in the church. 
the expansion of the African-American middle class, vocations, church closings, and Africa, and the consequences of smallness. These are all challenges for black Catholics today. Social engagement. The church is no longer the center of social activity. Even in black Catholic parishes, remember when you couldn't do a single thing in the church unless your priest approved. Remember the time when if you wanted to buy a house within a certain parish boundary, hmm. remember you had to go consult the pastor. When you were interested in a job, you had to go consult pastor, local parish church. Remember when the center of social activity used to reside in the church. That no longer exists, even in the black Catholic parish. In my home parish, back in Beaumont, Texas, we used to have what some of you may be aware of. We used to call them zydecos. It's Cajun dance. There used to be bingo. There used to be Bible study. There used to be RCIA classes. You have RCIA classes in your parish? Yeah. Yes? Yes. yes. Okay. Everybody? No. Used to be day camps. Used to be day camps? What else? What else? Used to skate. Used to skate? We put a community, more community. More community. That doesn't exist anymore. How many of you still have CYOs? Jobs, you still have CYO in your parish? No. That's a threat. That's a threat to the black Catholic parish. That is a threat to all parishes. Now, not all parishes have this. There are some very vibrant, engaging, active parishes that still serve as the center of social engagement. Let's talk about African-American middle class is a threat to black Catholicism. The expansion of the black middle class, we become more highly educated, we become more affluent, and what do we do? We move out to the suburbs. Guess what, just like other ethnic groups have done, 40, 50 years ago, we're following the same pattern. But what happens when we do this? We leave behind our parishes that tend to become higher in age and they can't move. Our parishes can't move. We have cemented altars. Our altars are cemented to the floor. Our parishes aren't moving. So our black Catholic parishes are aging because the young folk are becoming more successful 
and taking their resources elsewhere. So our parishes are becoming poor and they're becoming older. That's a threat. Vocations. Church closings. They kind of go together. The thing that is most disturbing about church closings is that because of a variety of different reasons, including lack of vocations or priests, dwindling collections, hundreds and hundreds of parishes around the country are closing. Twenty years ago, Chicago went through a round of reductions. We have not reached an equilibrium where we're producing enough priests to help sustain our parishes. Our black parishes are not collecting enough in collections because young black folk are taking those resources away and leaving us with an aging parish that we can barely afford to maintain. And guess what? The black Catholic parish is almost always on the chopping block because of the numbers and because of the resources. Now, all y'all live in Chicago to a certain extent, but you should have heard about the Renew My Project, the Renew My Church initiative. That's a threat. Anytime you have a round of church closings, the Black Catholic Parish, the backbone of U.S. Catholicism is at risk. Let's talk about Africa. Well, I mentioned Bill Marvel, who was a Josephite priest, who was the first to go to Africa to recruit priests to come back to the United States because of dwindling vocations. I'm just speculating here, but it failed. Because there is an assumption, there is an assumption in the church, black is black. There is an assumption that black is black. That if you're a black African priest, then you should do fine in the black parish. Black is black. That if you're a black St. Martin de Porras, even though you're Peruvian, you're black. We could talk about that at a later date. But look, African priests are well-intentioned, but there's this cultural competency that divides them from their black Catholic parishioners. And also, how to deal with uh, black females that also becomes a problem. The last thing I want to talk about is the consequence 
of smallness. I don't think black Catholics are small as a group, but relatively speaking, they are small. And what happens to small religious groups? They eventually disappear. They eventually disappear because what is the likelihood of a black Catholic finding another black Catholic to marry? With every successive generation that declines. Now, you guys know what happens when you marry a non-Catholic. There used to be a point where Catholics were forbidden to marry outside of their religion. But when you marry outside of your religion, guess what happens? You develop a conflicted household. Now, how are your kids going to identify? Who are your kids going to go to church with? So in these conflicted households, we're not passing along our good Catholic values and identity. It becomes weak. And over time, those children will lose their Catholic identity just because of smallness, just because the probability of finding another mate to marry who happens to be Catholic is declining. That's the consequence of smallness. I know I've been talking too much. Here's the major takeaway. Black Catholics are not persevering racism and intolerance. Now, some people would argue, well, am I saying that the church is no longer racist? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that. I will say that the Catholic Church is a complex institution, is a very complex hierarchical institution that has multi-layers that need to be examined. I'm just saying that black Catholics themselves do not perceive racial intolerance and marginalization in the church. And what I say in the book is that the Catholic Church has always and will always be as racist as the society in which it finds itself. Thank you so much for coming. Um,